This is the Bob McCallum Podcast, and it is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook app today. Well, Shannon, what is on your agenda for this weekend? A nap. I need a nap. After last night's <laughs> endless yes. hockey game, you mean? Yes. <laughs> I stay it up. You know, you have to stay well, up. Of course. Of course. You did too. I was going to phone you and say, did no, you see I that didn't. goal? I watched a movie last night. That's what I watched. What, and three sequels, because that's what it would take to watch this game. <laughs> well, I get it, but I, I actually went to bed at, what, 12, 31 o'clock. I, I don't care what time you go to bed. Well. I watched the game. It's, it's relevant, given that this game was played until the middle of the night. Two God knows what time. About two Eastern time. Well, that's ridiculous. <laughs> what if it had been a Western game? What well, if the it game would have been two Vegas? Eastern time. Well, then you're talking five in the morning. Would you have stayed up for that? No, 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 because in the conference finals, they adjust to Eastern time. For instance, the Vegas game tonight starts at five local time. Well, what if it didn't? (laughs) I'd still be up watching, baby. Exactly. Uh, We'll find out whether our friend Greg Millen was watching the game last night and what what he thinks about this endless overtime because I'm... I'm not a big fan of it, but we'll talk to him about it. Hockey on the docket. Greg Millen will be with us after these messages. Hi, this is Bob McCowan for betrivers.com. Hey, if you're looking for a sports book or casino app, you should check out the Bet Rivers Sports and Casino app today. Play all of your favorite casino games for real money anywhere and anytime. Plus, get in the action with each sports game with hundreds of sports betting options and get ready to feel like a VIP because you'll earn both loyalty level points and bonus store points on every real money wager you make. You must be 19 plus available in Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, contact Connex Ontario at one 866 531 2600 or speak to an advisor free of charge betrivers.com account and shannon back with you uh, greg millen is with us today i'm surprised you two guys are uh, are up i imagine you both watched till the end of last night's oh, game no, there's no way that millen watched the whole thing there's not a chance probably not but i'm not gonna reveal that this morning <laughs> i'm gonna act like i saw the whole thing right from start to finish well, I didn't waste a minute of my time watching any of the game. That being said, to go into almost five overtimes and play five on five during overtime, when during the regular season the game would be over in five minutes playing three on three, tell me why we don't play three on three during the playoffs. Well, I'll go a different way. Why don't we play five on five during the regular season? Well, because we'd be up all night. That's no, I, I get it, but then just do it for ten minutes. But and then... what didn't? Isn't that the way we started? We did start that way, and then do it for ten minutes, then have your stupid shootout. Well, I'll tell you why: because there are hundreds of overtime games in an NHL season, and nobody gives a flying fado. Do Do you think? Oh, that, that that's watching, not true. Do you think watching four periods of scoreless hockey in the middle of the night is entertaining? Because I, I don't. Well, how would you know? You didn't watch it. That's exactly why I didn't watch it. 
I don't know. I guess I'm a traditionalist. I mean, you're right, Bob. In theory, you're bang on for sure. I can't argue with you, but there's exactly. something that there's something that's still, you know, part of the game that's kind of mysterious and fun, and everybody's talking about it today. There's no doubt about that, even though lots didn't see it. Um, I don't this, know. I, this I, actually, it might I guess be the best I still thing. love the overtime and playoffs, but yeah. uh, I, in More theory, in in the new world, in this day and age with everything going shorter and people needing uh, more time to do other things. Uh, in theory, Bob, you're probably, uh, you're right. This actually may have been the best thing to, to get attention to a, a conference final that people had forgotten was starting last night. And now, as you said, people talking about it, people will now, I might tune in on Saturday <laughs> to, to watch and, and see if they'll go again to another quadruple over time i had to learn how to spell quadruple last night so it was uh <laughs> you and your, i must is that even yeah, allowed well, on that platform i mean i well not a, full of crap shannon no, i'm having fun I, I, you it's are fun. full of it it's fun for a Come hockey on. a ridiculous hockey nut like you maybe yeah well that's you, know, you watch that, all that, night that, if they if there was a game on but you know what i i must admit had it gone 13 more seconds I might have changed the location where I was watching the game, and I probably wouldn't have lasted until the uh, start of the start of the fifth period. So Mickey wouldn't have let you. She wouldn't oh, let you watch it up in the bed. No, she, she doesn't care. No, she wouldn't let him go in the bedroom. No, no of course we don't know that he does that ever. That's no, what she would have. Bob, Excellent. game or no game, I might have. I might have been at the Fairfield Inn watching the rest of the game. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, look, I got. I got to tell you, you know, it's not just hockey. Overtime in any sport is fine for a period of time. The NBA, I think, with a five-minute overtime has long had the best idea. But it's easy there. There's so much scoring, Bob. And so there, is a, be- there is a better chance of uh, of. But the imbalance. NHL with playing three-on-three, which they do during the yeah. regular season, yeah, gives you that opportunity too to end it more quickly, which is why exactly why they did it. And why I they think they have, I the honestly... playoffs have to be different is crazy. Yeah, I honestly can't argue with you in theory. I'm still just trying to let, not let it go. But you're, I I still like the tradition. I will say that this is the conversation that is occurring more and more and more after these long games occur. That why are we doing it? We we don't do it for the regular season. We why are we doing it now? You know, the World Cup, the football World Cup ends with penalty kicks. We saw that after 100 and what was it, 25 minutes, uh, in in Qatar. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm still not used to it. I, I, I I'm not look sure at, I would. I'm, I'm not look sure at, I would. It has not been very long since baseball said we go to ten innings, we put a runner on second base, yeah. and we go from there. And basically, the game ends quickly, ninety percent of the time after ten innings, yeah. it ends quick. Do you like I that? Have, Do you like? I that? have sat at Exhibition Stadium and at the Sky Dome and watched sixteen, seventeen inning games that went on till the middle of the night. And, you know, when you do that, you think that's fine. I don't know whether you think it's great, but you think it's okay until you realize there's a better way to do it. I don't want to, I don't want to sit and watch, watch a game all night. I think, I think what'll change at all, Bob, as it always does is money. So like, are the, are the sponsors really doing, you know, is it doing them justice going to the middle of the night? What about the buildings, all the staff? You know, the players, all of these things at the end of the day, I think we'll probably end up having a solution to this and it'll be yours. 
as you follow the money. You, you know, it's normal it, it, in sport. And it, it, so it's coming. You know what was interesting last night? So I I I watched the TNT version of the uh, of the game, and obviously there are no commercials during play. There's no stoppages right. for commercials during exactly. play in in overtime, which makes overtime periods that much tougher on the players. When you think that you don't have six minutes of rest in 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 playing time, but they don't they didn't have any commercials in the intermission. So well, they so, have no commercials left. They've run them all. So they'd no, all but be you, bon- they'd but all you, be bonuses, wouldn't they? No, but you build in you build into your sales packages. If we go to overtime, you know, will you pay more? We we build that. It's not a question of bonuses. It's a question of building in extra packages. But they didn't have any, which I found, which I found interesting. I think in the end, you're right. The pressure is going to come from you know the the networks more than anybody else, who are starting to pay compared to the other leagues real money for for tv rights and they're gonna they're gonna put something on the table i still remember sitting in a in a meeting in the mid when was it mid 90s uh, at the nhl office in new york and michael eisner uh who was the president of disney at the time when they owned the ducks he suggested well this is stupid we we've got to go to like 30 minute periods and halftime and then do the shootout right away so, well, the shootout is a stupid way to end a hockey game. So, but, well, I mean, I, but I don't I, think it has I, to be the shootout. It should be regular hockey, but the three on three doesn't yeah. bother me at all. Yeah. So what you're proposing, Bob, then is forget the shootout, which you do do in the regular season because of time restraints. Right. So you're just saying three on three over time until they score and they're not going to go all night, which is probably a fair comment. They exactly. Won't. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I would do. And then in playoffs, I do three on three as well. You do it all year long; it's not that big a deal. And maybe a copper, maybe a compromise for the first ten minutes or something, and play hockey, and then you—I don't know. Maybe there's a maybe there's some sort of a hybrid to this. Well, maybe maybe it's maybe it's uh, maybe five on maybe it's five on five for the first overtime, four on four for the second overtime, and three on three for the third. And then we know you're in the three overtimes now. Yeah, Yeah, but it's still. But that is stupid. Yeah, base, baseball, magical. baseball magical jumped upside down this year to shorten their games. Yeah. And they now average like 240 or okay, something. Okay, so what in the American League Divisional Series that the Jays might play in, or the uh, or the World Series this year, are we going to see the guy on second base? I don't know. I don't know whether they do it in the We're postseason. Not. We're not. They We're going to see tra- traditional baseball. What do you mean traditional? What do you mean old old-time baseball? Yeah. No Why? clock, no clock. I don't know, Bob. I'm just saying that people have when they when they have made these adjustments to the game, the way it's played. What they do is they say, "Well, we're, we we can do that in the regular season because we have so many games, but we don't want to um, damage the integrity of the game when we compare the World Series of these are you know, conversations had by versus people with other stupid people. That's that's the problem with this." Is they are a bunch of people who who you're calling Paul Beeston stupid? If he was involved in those conversations, yes. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to phone him and tell him you think he's stupid. the answer is yes. Well, I know you're stupid. You know, no, I so... just like I like I like old time hockey. So does uh, Greg. Greg, like, what's the longest like, game you I, what listen, was the longest game you played in, Greg? 
Uh, I, I, I remember there doing a game. Oh, I can't. Re- I can't. I can't. Remember. Oh, it was the I, one in St. Louis. The St. Right. Louis game. The, yeah, yeah. When I was with Pittsburgh. With, yeah. Was it Mike? Mike Zook or Mike Crombine? Mike Crombine. Yeah. Never forget it. Yeah. yeah. Still I, I actually produced that game. Bro, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. 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 I was twelve. And I was actually <laughs> I was asleep that night. I can tell you. Well, you weren't watching. <laughs> you sure. weren't even watching. You didn't care. No, yeah, I don't. I, you know, I, I think I think we should end this because I I agree with Bob that it's going to change. I understand John and I want to hang on to it, but it doesn't make sense. I mean, you're right. Really that we're going to have to we're going to have to figure this out at some point, and it's coming because the world's changing. And I think John, we got to change with it, even though we don't really want it. You mean? I think I think it's gonna I think it's gonna change. You mean we have to evolve? Yeah, exactly. Oh, you're selling books. <laughs> Heaven now forbid. <laughs> Let's change the subject. I'm sorry I got yeah. on that. Uh, all the, yeah, it's all your day. fault, Bob. I, you, yeah, you're you right. Brought I it, you, you brought it up. Well, hopefully we awaken some people. There's some people that mm. are oh, they're still this, asleep. <laughs> who are watching this? Who will say, you know what? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hope. Um, we had another story this this week that hasn't received a huge amount of attention. I think because everybody, nobody cares is the Arizona situation. Tempe turns down the arena. That had to be a shock, I'm sure, for ownership, but certainly for Gary Bettman. And now Arizona is uh, sent out some kind of a thing to its fans and said... Did you see that? Yeah, what yeah. other Arizona city should we build an arena in? You build an arena wherever you want, pal, if you've got the money. When you want somebody else to pay for the arena, they're going to make the decision. Um. What happens, does that, you know, John and I have talked about it. I think this Arizona team should have left the Phoenix area years ago. I don't think they've, they really have any kind of chance of being a profitable um, or significant part of the NHL ever, no matter whether they build an arena and no, where, no matter where that arena is. I think there are better markets out there. What do you think? You get out of Arizona now? Well, here's the business side, Bob, and you can follow this. Yeah, there might be better markets for sure. I mean, there's two big ones out there, uh, Atlanta and Houston. They're huge television markets, huge U.S. markets that I'm sure that Gary would like to hang on to to create a situation where he can get uh, a lot of money for the owners in those two spots. Atlanta, it looks like they're going to build a facility in an area where people might go to the games. And then you got... Uh, a situation in downtown uh, Arizona where the basketball gentleman might be interested in doing something. That was an arena that was crummy at the time. They're going to have to have hockey in it. They'll have to do it over again. And then if that's not the case, then I, then I think that uh, you may see Utah with a, uh, with a scenario because that will keep the league alive on the other two big markets. If there's ever a chance to go there, John, you agree with that? So well, I've been saying Salt Lake. I, I've been saying Salt Lake City all along. Yeah, but Bob. Yeah. Bob knows that. Uh, you know, and I. I think what what they've done now is by announcing that the Coyotes will play in the the uh, Arizona State University uh, arena for one more year. I think they're buying themselves some time to get all the ducks in a row and announce and stay, it about and try, this. They're, they're, what they're trying to do is stay in Arizona for uh, reasons no, I, that I, are no, inexplicable. I, I, no, I. I think. Well, what it, do you mean except, no? No, I, I think what they're doing is I think they're buying themselves a year to either get the team sold to Matt Ishbia, who's, as as Greg talked about, owns the Phoenix Suns, or have all the preparations done to move the club. 
sold and moved the club to somewhere else. I th I think that, it, I think what they learned, remember it was about this time uh, in 2011, about this time right now, where we were all in Winnipeg when they announced the move of the Thrashers to Winnipeg, and it was a chaotic summer. And I, I don't think they want to go through another chaotic summer of moving a franchise in a short period of time because they don't necessarily have one owner ready to go yet. They will over the next six or eight months. So I think that's what's going to happen. I really do. And I think they are going to move. And I think we're going to, we're going to hear about the move a year from now after one final season at Mullet Arena. Is Bettman going to fall on his sword then? I, well, no, say I was wrong? I th I think what uh, yeah well as as he told us ten days ago Bob he hates relocation, and he only does it he it, hates it, relocation relocation he, he only has, does it, has well, been an inevitability and he's gone through and it he only he will only do it when it's necessary and now it's necessary and he knows that in it his heart that, in his it heart it was he knows necessary that. last year when they went to this five thousand seat arena it was this it was this situation. Many, many times, over and over again, between ownership having no money, between the team being sold, between you know having empty seats over and over again, you know, you know. Oh no, Bob! It, listen, any it's... logical person who's looked at the Arizona thing, and I like to think I'm kind of logical, has said it doesn't work. Get out yeah. of there! And I, you know, I said that ten years ago. Oh no, I'm. And I'm here. Well... We are. But what happened every about every four years there was uh, there was somebody who would pay the pay the money to but buy the was, team and there, try to keep it. Right. I mean, look at that. But a lot of that is that's public relations stuff. That's the National Hockey League doing whatever it had to do to try and and make Gary Bettman's vision come true. And it it couldn't. Well, I and I well, and I think I think the 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 referendum on Tuesday. I think was that revelation. And so finally, yes, it's, it will come to fruition that the team will inevitably move. I do. I think that's what's going to happen now. Just well, a I quick story about that vote too. It's, it's pretty interesting because I spent uh, a few extra days in the area, uh, right where the building was going to be. In fact, I could see it, the location from where I was. It was a garbage a, dump, right? Having a refreshment uh, in a nice place in one of the hotels there. And got talking to a lot of the locals because I was on my own. And a couple of them were, from what I could tell, I mean, you never know, but seemed like connected business people in the area. And they were convinced that they were going to get it. I mean, I mean, all of the locals, you know, that were entrenched in the situation were, they were sure that this vote was going to go in their favor. So I think there was a huge misread here somewhere along the line, uh, you know, and Gary Green, our friend who does a lot of this work and builds buildings all over the world and has done it for years, told me always that because uh, we about uh, referendums, they never win. Yeah. Rarely, rarely, rarely do they win. In fact, hardly ever do they win. You know, we're talking about a local building here in Peterborough someday, and and that was brought up, and that was the first thing he said immediately, and I never forgot that. I didn't forget it when the when the vote went on because I thought, you know, there's Greeny again. He's right on this one. And he was right. Yeah. Well, and and the polling that the the Coyotes had done said they were going to win by ten points. Well, they lost by nine, so they were nineteen points out. Yeah. Amazing. What a <laughs> bad read. How stupid is that? Hor like, how can you? Read. How can you? How can you be that dumb? Horrible read. Yeah. Terrible read. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, I I feel bad for 
I feel bad now for the players who are going to play for a year, at least uh, not knowing, you know, and when are you they have gonna a... get paid, are they going to oh, get paid? Are oh, they going to get paid the same yeah. as if they were in a 20,000 seat arena? Of course they do. Yes. So no, no, no. Be, yeah, I'm, but I'm glad on. you feel sorry for them. I, I do. don't No, No, I, I, no. Listen, uh, as a uh, someone who has seen families go through issues, when you're when you're a 29 year old guy playing hockey and yes, you are a millionaire making it. But you go home and your wife says, well, I want to do this with the house and, and, and I want to do that. And what do we do with the kids in school next year? It's the outside. It's the outside stuff that will drive you nuts. Am I well, right so for a guy? No, am I right for a guy who got traded to Quebec and his wife didn't want to go to go to Quebec? Am I right? Actually, actually, my wife wanted to go. I just didn't want to hang around a forty-point team at the end of my career. But there was more to it than that. I had a contract done in St. Louis, but we're not going to get into that, John. That's too long ago. But but, but I mean, being traded is not fun, I, and, and living no, in, living 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 with you know things that you living with the yeah. unknowns hard. It's hard on the families, and and I still think, and I and I hear you, Bob. They're all making you know great money today, but still, we are all humans, and so are the families. And it's, it it is a, an uncomfortable situation. I wouldn't be surprised. A lot of the players just send their families home, you know, where their summer places are for the winter, and and yeah. you do, unless they're already there and do a temporary situation. I mean, it especially if you have children and children in school. And now you're, you know, all of those things come into play and older children, I mean, older, they always adjust, adjust well at that age, but still it's, it's, it's something that uh, is a factor. And I wouldn't be surprised somehow or somewhere at some point, the players association pipe up on this one. They've been pretty quiet so far. So stay tuned with that. You play uh, sports. Part of the deal. That's right. From the beginning is the possibility of being traded. You're and, right. And having to work in a city that maybe you don't aren't comfortable with, you don't want to be in, or your wife doesn't want to be in, or you don't like the school. I mean, there's a million reasons. But you make that decision as a player, as an athlete, at the beginning of your career. And that's what you got to go through. I mean, am I I'm not unsympathetic to the idea. But you don't contemplate, Bob. You don't contemplate that the franchise will not be there. It's not a question of you being traded. It's a question of the franchise being traded. That, why don't, that's why outs- not? That, that's out, I mean, I, that's outside the norm. That well, is outside I, the norm. So what yeah, are we, I, we, we supposed to not do that because of the, because of the poor players? No, no, no. I don't realize, I don't remember saying that. I just said, I think that one of the elements will be the human aspect of families and, and players and the off-ice stuff. I still remember all those guys that played in Winnipeg when in that last three months when they knew they were moving to Phoenix and how much angst it was on their families and them. And it was hard. It was hard. Can I, can I just add one thing to that, Bob, at our age, it's easier to say that because we've been, you know, through it and we can rationalize a little bit when you're in your early twenties and mid twenties, these kids are young, their families are young, their wives are young. Yes, you're right. That's what they signed up for. That's what the women signed up for. I get it all. I understand what you're saying. But I will say that we forget that these folks are young, young people. And, you know, things get affected in a different way at that age, particularly with little babies and two-year-olds and all of that and in or preschool, whatever it might be coming into play. That, and that's today's, all my point is. Yeah, that's all. Well, you know, okay. Simple as that. You know, what if you're one of those players in the National Hockey League, and there are plenty of them who've been traded five times or ten times over the course of their career? There you go. 
over the over the course of the, your career. Is that any different than the franchise moving? Yes. I, no. Why? Yeah, yes, it is. Yes, why it is. is it different? Be, because you ex, when you sign that mm -hmm. contract as a player, you don't think so, Greg? No, I'll tell you why, John. Okay. The way I disagree with you on this is because you know this is going to happen. With this situation, you can plan a bit. When you get traded, like I did when we just – built a house and told that we would never get, yeah, you get no and notice. I, and I slept in it two nights and your wife's behind with two kids at that point in our lives. Uh, you're no notice. So at least, at least on this one, you know, what's going to happen. That That's a bit of a, a bit of a bonus almost this time or it, it's good and bad, but I'd rather that than just saying, you know, walking into a coach's office and saying goodbye, you're gone. And then having to go home and tell your family that, uh, uh, I'm on the next, you know, tr uh, flight out at uh, three hours from now. No, I, so. I, I, I think the, I think the fact that you know, you when you walk into the coach's room, you're, it's done in two minutes. When you, when you're, when you're going to play for the Phoenix Coyotes or the Tempe Coyotes or the Arizona Coyotes this year, this is like living on death row for eight months. Well, let me <laughs> ask you guys. If, and you're if... going to, you're going to be asked this question. And I, I know that's part of the job. You're going to be asked this question every time a road team comes to town or every time the team is on the road. You're going to get asked this question. So Too bad. What, what are you going to do? Well, yeah, but this, this, and this, this, is one, this is one that's totally out of their control. Well, let me you, ask you this. Traded's a fact of life. This if you were a free agent and Arizona made you the best offer, would you go there? No, no. I'm not going no there now. Not right now. What, what if you're Austin Matthews, let's say? And got traded to the Arizona Coyotes. Now well, what? he can't. He can't anyway. But yes, he can. Yeah, until he can July, still. Right till July first. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. He just doesn't go. Sits. He'll he'll he'd be fine. He'd wait it out. Do you think? Do you think players would do that? You think players would, would if, do right? If like right now, I honestly don't think. I think players. I say this with all love and affection. Players are sheep, and they'll do what they're told. Unless you're Austin Matthews, unless you're you unless you're a superstar, <laughs> because you don't have to, because right. you don't have to, yeah, right. yeah. What about the Toronto Maple Leafs, Bob? What's your thoughts these days? Oh, no, don't <laughs> don't start me. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> well, if the whole thing is a joke, and the way they're running it now is a joke, and I don't know whether it's the board's fault or whether it's individuals in the front office. Mind you, I get rid of all the front office. I get I get rid of the uh, president, the general manager, and the coach. All gone. Bob's bringing punch back. Wow. I would. You would not. If, if he was alive? Yeah, because that worked so well when he came back the second time. Didn't he won, didn't he? Not the How second about, time. No, he was a disaster. Forget the second time. <laughs> Did punch him like win a Stanley Cup or two? He won four. Well, there, thank you very much. In Toronto, but but that was ancient history compared and, to when uh, he came back okay, in 1979. Fine. So you can you can slag them all you want. No, I'm not slagging. I'm telling the yes, truth. Yes, you are. Didn't yes, win. you are. It's exactly what you're doing. So you're bringing Mike Babcock back. Oh, I'm not going that far. Although, who knows? I'm well, not sure that I'm not sure that the coach is, is really a big problem, but it, he may be. Here, I'm, get, I'm getting rid of the whole the, front office. Here's the big problem. No-brainer. Here's ahead. the big problem, in my opinion. This is a pretty good hockey team. It's a real good hockey team. If you look at what they've done throughout the course of the regular regular season, 
that was a heck of a hockey team you watched all season long. And there wasn't a lot of bitching going on in this market at all about the Toronto Maple Leafs. In fact, it was they all had the parade route, as usual, lined up. Now, the one missing ingredient and where things fell off is they didn't have, you know, when you've got Luke Shen as your second best defenseman, when he couldn't even play in the Stanley Cup championship team, Tampa Bay, in and out of the lineup in the playoffs, you got a problem. And so, to me, the biggest problem with, with the Leafs, whereas the, the one miss for me, and it's easy always after the fact, and maybe they couldn't because, they, they you know, their salary structure wasn't in, 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 in a situation where they could, but they didn't have the big defenseman or one that could carry the mail for 30 minutes, or, uh, as good as Morgan played. So, now what do you do? Okay, well, if, if you can't get that defenseman within the salary structure, you don't trade one of the big four because of production, even though you didn't like what they did in the playoffs, because that could change in a minute. You may have to trade one of them to get that defenseman. Or to get the, this, cal- or get the salary relief. Yeah, that's right. So, or get that. So, But they do have some cap room all of a sudden. So picture this, Bob, for a minute. What if you did nothing and you got a defenseman that to actually give you that? Would you be talking about this right now? Yes. I don't think so. This management team has failed, period. This only team on the, 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 only team on the ice me, has failed. The only failure I don't care what they did in the regular is season. They didn't, they didn't get the defenseman for whatever reason, whether it's because yeah, they but you can't, you, No, you, they cannot, you cannot sit there and say, if they had a stud, one stud defenseman more, that they would have won round two, that they'd I'm still be in it. the playoffs and going I'm on. I'm saying it. I think they would have. Well... Yeah, I, I really I, do. I, Even I, though I, they didn't score, I know they didn't score, but they if they would have had somebody to advance the puck a little more out of their zone the way and and you know nullify the four check a little bit. And by the way, the Florida Panthers looked pretty damn good last night. And the Florida Panthers are going to try to beat up Carolina and we'll see if they can do it. It's going to be interesting. And, and which and, which regular season team had the fewest points that got in the playoffs? Yeah, well, I know. Yeah. Well, so don't tell don't tell me about the regular season and what they did have done in the regular season. You know, I acknowledge you have to acknowledge it's mathematically accurate to understand that the Maple Leafs have been a good regular season team. And what we also say, but kind of as a an aside, is they haven't been any good in the postseason, and that's what matters. That's what we remember. That's how we judge a team is how they play in the playoffs. I'm not so, going to disagree. I'm not going to disagree, but I do can't. think the pitcher, the pitcher, uh, no, you can't, but the pitcher to me would look very different if they would have had the, if you look at the teams, that win, if they would have had Matias Ekholm rather than the Evan right. Oilers did. Yeah. Right. But they didn't. If they'd but had they a goal, what if, what they if they'd had a goal? Yeah, I see. I think that, I think that's a bigger question. I think that that's the, between the defenseman and you see, there's the more than the situation. That's the, 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 that's the not, issue. The goaltending is, there's something wrong with the goaltending. It's you, it's you it's, didn't it's have a fragile. good enough defense. You didn't have a goaltending that could win you a cup, and your four big four forty million dollar players up front would couldn't perform in the postseason. There's three problems right now. the The biggest problem in my mind is in the postseason. What we wind up talking about is that third or fourth line guy who steps up big. It happens almost every year. We t- There's at least one guy, usually more than one, who play big for the team that wins the Stanley Cup. Well, the Toronto Maple Leafs' third and fourth lines are crap. 
Why are they crap? Because all the money is being spent elsewhere. And all they can do is get guys at $750,000 to play on the third and fourth line. And they, they just aren't good enough. So assess what you want. Who makes those decisions? In my mind, it's the president and the general manager who make those decisions. Well, Dubas made those kinds of decisions years ago, and now we see what's happened. It, you know, the, it's not like, you know, we have coaches and general managers that last less than a year. This guy's been around, what, six years, Dubas and, and Shanahan? Six, seven years? Well, I think Brendan's longer than that. I think he Brendan's yeah. eight this year. That's, eight. that's long enough for me. You know, well, there comes a point where you got to say, okay, you had your chance. It didn't work. Did you screw it up? I don't care. You're responsible for what, what's happened. Goodbye. See ya. Go find somebody else. And I really don't care who else you find. Well, you know, you do care. <laughs> You do care. Well, I really no, I really no, don't because you, you you don't want to you don't want a train wreck. You 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 mean this the Toronto Maple Leafs are not a train wreck now? No, I don't think they're a train wreck. No, they're, they're not a train wreck. They may be they may be derailed a little bit, but they're not a train wreck. They need they need if if they tweak a few things here coming up in an important way, as the way the Florida Panthers they got a little lucky, mind you. But if 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 they do a similar scenario then they've got a pretty good hockey team, Bob. You can't underestimate what they did. And I know, I get it. It wasn't the playoffs. It was the regular season. But you still have to look back and look at this hockey team and say to yourself, you know, with a couple of adjustments, with the right situation, with another year under their belt, now that they're all, they seem to be, you know, projecting now in a, in a, in a better, not yeah. good, but better area. I mean, I think you'll see Dubas back. And uh, oh my I, God! I, oh yeah, I, I do. Well, I will yeah. have watched my last Toronto Maple Leaf hockey. Game I, I think you'll case. see Dubas back, and I think, and I, and I do think that this is far from over in terms of success for that area. We I really take, do. We got to take a break. We're uh, we're past time. Greg Mellon is with us. We'll be back after these messages. Spring is here, and so are the long days, warm weather, and yard work. If you're anything like me, then you know how easy it is to get behind on your spring to do list. But Factor is here to help. The number one ready-to-eat meal kit can help you fuel up fast with ready-to-eat meals delivered right to your door, saving you time to get the things you need to do done. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. We offer delicious, flavor-packed options on the menu each week to fit a variety of lifestyles like keto to calorie-smart, vegan, or veggie. With over 34 chef-prepared, dietitian approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. With Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. Head to factormeals.com slash bobcast50 and use code bobcast50 to get 50% off of your first box. That's code bobcast50 at factormeals.com slash bobcast50 to get 50% off of your first box. We all know how to use the internet, but most of us don't know how the internet uses us. So instead of figuring out how I can protect myself from the unknown that is the World Wide Web, I just got NordVPN to do it for me. First and foremost, what's a VPN? It stands for Virtual Private Network. Pretty much a VPN creates a secure connection from your device to your network, and NordVPN does it the best. 
It took me literally the click of one button to connect to their security package, and now all six of my devices are protected from malware, web tracking, intrusive ads, and infected files. Also, it has access to over 6,000 servers across the world, which means if a TV show or movie doesn't stream in your country, you can just switch to a country server where it does. Get four extra months and a 30-day money-back guarantee when you buy NordVPN by heading to nordvpn.com bobcast. Go to nordvpn.com bobcast for four extra months on your security package. Uh, we are back with Cowan and Shannon, and Greg Millen is uh, with us. We're in the midst of discussing the Toronto Maple Leafs, which you could do forever and ever and ever. Uh, well, and we, and, and, we've and, been and, trying to do that on this well, program well, for the last week or so. You have no choice. You have no well, choice. You're, you're sitting on the side of the road, and you're and it's driving by every day. The, the thing that I the, the thing that is always a curiosity to me, Greg, is and you you now look at the four teams that are left is you have to ask the question, why doesn't this team, and I think the question can be asked to a lesser extent at Edmonton too, um, is why didn't they play with the urgency that these four teams have? And well, I think that speaks a little bit to what Bob's talking about with the depth of the forwards and the depth of the teams. I, I would agree with that. I'm going to throw something that Bob will probably hate, but oh, I'm going to do good. it anyway because it's, it's always kind of fun. I can tell you because it's easier for an athlete for sure to play in the Southern States or to play in an area in the U S where hockey is number three or two or four or whatever it might be. They go to the rink, they play hockey, they get the same pressure at the rink, but they don't have to walk around every day and people tell these young men how good they are and they're going to win the Stanley cup or how bad they are. and or how bad they are, or go to a restaurant and get go nowhere and hide in their condos because they don't want to go out anywhere. These markets, I can tell you, are really hard to win in in Canada. Period. And you can say what you want. It's great because our fans are unbelievable. They care. They're passionate. I love our fans in Canada. I love the passion. But for an athlete, you got enough going on, and then it just never stops. It's 24-7. And if it's not 24-7 on you, it's 24-7 on your wife. And if it's not 24-7 on your wife, it's 24-7 on your poor kids that have to go to school and listen to why daddy gave the puck away last night because somebody told the kid that. It's it's not easy to win in Canada. And I, I really be, I believe I that. Yes, please do. I really, but I firmly Then get a that. job. If you're unhappy... With playing in Toronto for the Maple Leafs. I'm not saying that. Go get a job. I'm not saying that they're unhappy, Bob. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. There's pressure. But the pressure is too much. Go do something else. Well, Bob, it takes a special athlete to handle it (laughs) as a group. Because like, like I've often thought the Toronto Maple Leafs always have overestimated themselves as an organization, as a team, and as players. Because what happens is, you know, you start listening to all this stuff. We used to come in here in St. Louis with a little team that could and beat them all the time. And there were years we should never have beat the Toronto Maple But we knew we had them because, again, like they won the first round here. And you would have thought that this place was like it was the Stanley Cup. 
I get and it. Then they for, and they forgot there were three more rounds, and it yeah, was I, everywhere. It was in the all, press. It was yeah. in the fans. It was in the it was in the management. You across the players, and then all of a sudden they weren't ready, and bang, they're gone. We used to yeah. always joke that you play in one of these markets, you're thirty percent better or thirty percent worse than you really are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and 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 we all have friends that have played in the league and played in these cities. Um, and then went to other places and excelled, and 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 you you'd say, well, why did you do that? He said, oh, I love playing in Toronto, but boy, oh boy, it was certainly easier in Detroit. Yeah, and, and I, you know how many how many players have gone from the Toronto Maple Leafs, and everybody thought they were stars, and then they go down to another team, well. <laughs> and they're no longer you know nearly what they thought they were because the media, everybody builds them up including them and, and the players get built up and then they walk around with their chest out and these young men think there's something that they're not. And before you know it, you lose your team structure. And it's very, very hard, extremely hard to keep your team structure at times in these markets. And so what, what, I know the fan doesn't want to hear it. You no. probably don't want to hear it, Bob, but it's, no, I think it's, I, I, think I, it's lived, in, I lived in both. I, I played in care. both areas. Yeah. Don't so, care. What, so what kind of job did, did, did Sheldon do this year, Greg? What, what, what do you think? It's a coach. Know. Who knows? I don't well, know. Yeah. I mean, I, I really, who knows? I, I'm a big Sheldon fan. I know I you think are. He's, I think he's a heck of a coach. Um, but to Bob's point, he's got to be better because they didn't excel when they were supposed to excel in the second round. Right. So isn't that he has to own some of that. Kyle has to own some of that. And the players really have to own most of it in this case. But at the end Tomon's of the bottom line, I mean, I think he's a heck of a coach. I think he's going to be a coach in this league for a long time. Did I mean, I'm sure he's asking himself the same question right now. What happened? What do I need to do to be better? At the end of the day, we evaluate a team based upon their Stanley Cup playoff performance. That's how a team is evaluated. We will soon forget the Boston Bruins regular season. I Very think we already have. But there you go. Yeah, yeah. It, is, it is essentially inconsequential. The only thing a regular season does is is get you a playoff spot. And Florida is proving that that's all you have to do. Be one of those 16 that gets in. That's the right. Oilers years ago were what yeah. 16th and made yeah, a run. Well, that year, that year, that year in 2006, both I think Carolina and Edmonton were both the eighth seeds. Well, there you go. And you got to stay lucky. In terms of being healthy, oh, I don't, you got you know, healthy. Yeah, you oh, got to yeah, stay yeah. healthy, and that's okay. That's, that's fair. A, that's a factor. Sure. Yeah, it really is. And we don't know. We don't know. Like it was funny. The Leafs didn't really come out like most teams and do their laundry list of injuries, which I found intriguing. Unless they didn't have any. Um, did you see anything, John? I know Matthews. No, not sure. Yeah, you know, but it, I don't. It, we don't it, think Matthews was right, but we never had the like a lot of teams will give you the laundry list of who's hurt and what they had. Uh, we heard a neck for the goalie, but we didn't hear much. And I, I found that intriguing. I don't know if there wasn't anything or who knows. Well, we know the teams lie in the NHL too about injuries. And I don't understand that one either. <laughs> they don't lie. They just don't tell you upper body or lower body. Well, that's what I mean. You know, that's not lying. That's just, that's well, just saying he's so hurt. If a guy has a lower body injury and you announce he has an upper body injury. I've never seen that. How do you know? <laughs> how do you know? Well, Bob, all I can tell you is if if you were on the ice in the playoffs and you had an ankle problem and I was playing against you, 
Uh, first thing I would do if you were a star, I'd take a two-hander on that ankle when the ref wasn't looking as hard as I possibly could. And if it wasn't broken, I'd make sure it was broken. That's so the hockey mentality. That is why yeah. they don't do, I mean, that is why they don't do it. Simply the National that. Football League, there's no more violence uh, in sport than the NFL. They announce injuries. They don't announce upper body or lower body. They tell you what the problem is. I, I think we're going to get to that in uh, in hockey too, Bob. Well, for why aren't we for there one... now, John? Because, that's what I'm asking. Because because there was this... no there was no need to with sports betting until this year being a factor. Sports betting is going to change the disclosure of so many things. Well, that's why they do it in football, football right? In the 1980s, and everybody and why I knew did they, and bet why on did sports. They, and why did they? Yeah, that's right. But why did they disclose it? You know as well as I do why they disclosed it in football. Well, right? I no, I don't agree. I don't. I don't think betting had anything to do with it. I don't think they give a damn about about sports betters, or they they certainly didn't then. Now you have millions of people involved in it. Maybe it's different, but I doubt it. I doubt it. Maybe you know, and I know, Bob, in the U.S., because you live there as well, but sports betting <laughs> with the bookies and in the NFL was bigger than the game when I was down there. It was well, it crazy. Was Everybody. There's everybody. No doubt. You know. So, you know, and they knew that. The NFL knew that. I mean, obviously. Kept them alive for a while. I but think. They, they they didn't kowtow to sports betting, you know, as as people believe. In fact, the National Football League, I used to go to Las Vegas – uh, when I lived in Las Vegas, I used to go to Caesar's Palace on on Sunday mornings in the NFL season. Caesar's Palace had a chairs that were essentially giant helmets. You sat in a football helmet to, to watch the game. <laughs> did you sit in that, Bob? Did you sit in that? Yeah, I did. Oh, he only time. sat in the Cleveland Browns helmet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. He, he had the Cleveland Browns reserved. <laughs> like um, a vision. Do you have a picture of that? I don't, but um, I did. Sit, I did sit in the helmet. Yeah, you know, and at that, and then the National Football League took a look at this and said, "You can't do that anymore." So they had to get rid of the helmets. They used to put up on the board, you know, Giants versus Patriots. That was how the the NFL games were 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 put up on the board. Then all of a sudden, it was New York. And, National, yeah, New, and New York American and New England, mm -hmm. they couldn't use the the nicknames of the teams. This is wow. every sports book in Nevada could not use the nicknames of the teams, and that was just the National Football League being assholes, which they are most of the time anyway. <laughs> no, because um, they they just wanted to be paid for it. That's why. Well, of course they did. They want to be paid for everything. Sure. Right. You know, they, they want me to pay them every time I say NFL, you know. And stop saying it. Well, I don't give a damn about them. That's that's the truth. <laughs> and I'm not paying them any, even if they charge Okay, say me. Super Bowl quickly 10 times. Super Bowl quickly 10 times. There you go. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> you know, what Man. we're talking about is economic, and we're talking about sure. money. We're not All talking the time. About... All the time we're talking about money. We're not talking about anything else. Yeah, we can talk about teams and strategies and and ownership, you know, reasons for doing things. It's all about dollars and cents. At the end of the day, you know, what does Gary Bettman care about? Does he care whether the really whether the Arizona Coyotes are there or not there? He cares about dollars. Well, that's his job, right? To, to get the owners as much as he possibly can. 
And Maybe. so, and well, it Maybe. really is. That's, he's got to answer to them. And, well, you're supposed to run the league. Yeah. You're supposed to be making all the decisions and, and, and decisions that are in the best interest of the league. <laughs> but this isn't this this isn't isn't Kennison Mountain Landis. This is you know where a commissioner was put in to 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 create the integrity of the league. The world has changed in that time, Bob. He uh, he, he works not, that he, not as much as you think, John. He works for he works for thirty two owners. I get it. You know he has a partner. And he tells in, those thirty two yeah, owners what they're doing. He, he has a he has a partner in eight hundred players. You know he couldn't it, care less about the players. Couldn't uh, care less. Oh no, he'd like to get the contracts down to five years. <laughs> well, whatever. You know, he'd like to do what he wants to do. You know, he's he should get the. He, and you know what? He should get the contracts down to five years. It'd be a better league. Oh, no. oh come on! <laughs> oh, what was the longest contract you signed? Three. Oh, well, see now you're just four, four, a four, four-year four. deal. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know something. There's going to be a lot of, as you know, John, contracts that. Well, we've got one in Toronto that the wheels are starting to fall off and they're too long. And it's not good for anybody except the player, of course. But yeah. What not do you think? Maybe, well, since we're on the topic here, we only have eight minutes left. We gotta go quick. What do you think the Maple Leafs do as far as the players are concerned? You don't think they'll change the front office? I think, I, I think what they're going to have to do, probably based on the cap, depending on how much room they have, they got to get a defenseman. So they're going to have to trade one of the big four to do that if if they need the room to do it. And the other variable is who's available. Right. Which of the big four would you trade? Would you trade? Again, Bob, it depends on what you're going to get and who you're going to get back. I mean, obviously, the two players that you know you hear a lot about are, are Nylander and Marner. And, but again... You know, you've got to have a dance partner. You know this, Bob. You've got to have a dance partner. You've got to have the right player. Well, I get on the that. Team. You got to, all of those things. You but if you were Kyle Dubas, coin toss and say, who are you going to get? Because there's too many variables involved. But my feeling is they got to get a number one defenseman that could carry the mail. And, and you have to, okay, before they do that, are, are you signing Matthews to a new long term contract, which I think would be five years at $14 million a year? Are you signing him to you, that? I think you got to sign him. Yeah, I think you have to sign in this market, but you got to be careful. You can't let them walk, Bob. You can't. I mean, unless no, but you got to unless, unless his demands are ridiculous, but, like but, ridiculous. Billy, gotta, Bill you know, Zito, Bill Zito seemed to do okay with Matthew Kachuk. Yeah. You know, you know, you're, you know, Brad Treliving, you know, traded. We thought he was trading for two quality players in Huberdo and Uyghur. Yeah. Somebody's yeah. going to want Matthews, and the and the the deal is going to be they're going to go to Matthews and give him a long term contract, a new team. I guess Bob, the don't yeah, care. The bottom line, I guess, to the answer to the question, it would be the same that we would all do in the chair. Well, see what he's going to see what we can get for him. See what we get sure. for anybody. That's all. But at least and, you make those calls. So that's that's the uh, that's the bottom line as a businessman. You've got an asset. What are you going to give me for the asset? And if you give me, you know, way yeah. too much for the asset, then I got to entertain it, whether it's Matthews or whether it's anybody on the team for that matter. We'll... And I hate to say it, you pray it's Tavares. <laughs> well, that's not happening. That's not John's fault, and you know, no, no, not, it's not and, John's and, and, fault. And, and you know what? It's not Kyle's fault either. By well, the I way. don't. By the way, Kyle did sign him. 
No, not for that long. No, no, he didn't, John. Okay. <laughs> Somebody else did. <laughs> well, you can't blame Lou. No, Lou oh, wasn't here. Lou was here. No, he wasn't. Yeah, Lou was Lou was here. At the no, end, he yeah. wasn't. No, Check he it wasn't. out. No, Lou was in the island. He had to. He had to. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well. Anyway. I got no opinion on that. You, okay. you two guys can argue by yourselves. <laughs> well, we got to get out of here. Okay. I got to go. I'm off to Pittsburgh. One of your favorite places, Bob. Have a nice time. <laughs> Say hello to Sydney for us. Yeah, he's not, he, in, that's right. He's, he's not the there. He's yeah, in the Bahamas. No, he's he's, he's in, the Bahamas. in the Bahamas looking yeah. after the fans like he always does. Yeah, you yeah. saw that, huh? Yeah, yeah I did. He's, yeah. A, he's, a, he's one of the best. Goodbye, Greg Milne. Thank you nice very much. You, are Thank you, are you, you the general manager of the Penguins? Are you the next manager of the Penguins? Oh, yeah. Let's start that room. Let's start that room. That'd be good. Former Penguin returning, triumphant. Oh, that would be good. Get we got to get out of here. We'd get All free right. nachos. We'd get free nachos at the arena. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. We'll be back after this message. We all know how to use the internet, but most of us don't know how the internet uses us. So instead of figuring out how I can protect myself from the unknown that is the World Wide Web, I just got NordVPN to do it for me. First and foremost, what's a VPN? It stands for Virtual Private Network. Pretty much a VPN creates a secure connection from your device to your network. And NordVPN does it the best. It took me literally the click of one button to connect to their security package. And now all six of my devices are protected from malware, web tracking, intrusive ads, and infected files. Also, it has access to over 6,000 servers across the world, which means if a TV show or movie doesn't stream in your country, you can just switch to a country server where it does. Get four extra months and a 30-day money-back guarantee when you buy NordVPN by heading to nordvpn.com slash bobcast. Go to nordvpn.com slash bobcast for four extra months on your security package. We are back. Our thanks to Greg Millen for uh, joining us. Um, what else? Blue Jays played last night, lost yeah. to the New York Yankees. That's three or four that they, they lost to the Yankees. You know, the more I watch this team, the more I I I I am concerned. The Blue Jays, the more concerned I am about how good they are. Is it just the pitching? No, it's not. It's the hitting, really. The yeah. pitching, I think, is fine. I think the pitching was fine last night. You know, you know they gave up three runs in total. You, yeah. You're supposed to win those games. Yes, you are. You know, yeah. This team has not been scoring at all. They've not been hitting at all. The only guy who's been hitting is the shortstop. Bichette. Other than that, well, Matt Matt Chapman's kind of hit a wall, right, at the plate, and and they got a bunch of guys hitting one something. Yeah, even Jansen, who's been the hero twice in a week, is a like one eighty hitter. That's just not good enough. And 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 their record right now, Bob, against American least opponents is horrendous. horrendous. The other thing too is they're getting tons of hits, but leaving tons of guys on base. Yeah. They don't seem to have anybody who can get up there when it matters with two out and a couple runners on and get a hit. That has happened over and over and over again over the last week. Now, maybe this is just a cycle. Maybe it's something we're going through. But I suddenly look at this team and I, I wonder, are they good enough? But the bat, you know as well as I, I do, 162-game season, bats, right. do get, bats do get cold. They do go cold. And then they come back. So the cycle could it. be that, you know, June, July, and August, they could be hitting the, the cover off the baseball. You know that. Uh, yeah, I do know that. 
But they got to be got. They got to win some games in this division. They got Baltimore next. I mean, what are they? What if they? What if they get swept by Baltimore? They've well, been swept I've, by, been swept by good, the Red Sox already. So that's a good question, isn't it? Yeah. You know, they're one game out of last place. <laughs> well, we can say they're six and a half back of Tampa. Yeah, I know. But six and a half is a fair distance. Now they're now they're fighting for their wild card lives, Bob. Well, and they have who the Orioles in this weekend? Baltimore, yeah. Who have had a surprisingly them. good season? Yeah, yeah. Only marginally surprising because you know they played well for a good portion of last year. Yeah, agreed. I thought Baltimore was an up and coming team. We gotta and go. They, they proved to be. We gotta get out of here. Yeah. Okay. Have a nice weekend, everybody. We'll see you next week if the crick don't fly or dry. <laughs> Go. Um, Go goodbye and thanks you for need, watching or listening. You need a nap. <laughs>